0: So, how's everybody doing around the world? So, you know, we live in a world where the education system, all I can think about almost every day is, why didn't I learn this in school? Why didn't I learn this in school? I don't know why, but that's the world we've been stuck with. So we're going to get to it today. For those of you entrepreneurs... Periscopers, meerkatters, you're back on. People on my website. Now, a couple things. We're gonna give away, uh, I am going to give away a couple things. I'm gonna give away some hints on my Snapchat. And of course, gonna try to figure out how to improve everybody's financial situation. Ty isn't sporting a watch. I do have a watch, man. I got a watch right here. It's called an iPhone. Works the best. So, question for you guys. Ty, why didn't you iron your shirt? I did when I woke up, but I've been doing stuff today. So, What I wish I'd been taught in school about investing. Here's why this is so important. Um, If you don't know about investing, I guarantee you one thing. You will always, 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 always underperform financially for the rest of your life. It's pretty much that simple. So let's say you know how to start a business. You know how to socialize. You know uh, how to raise a family. You know how to be good romantically, date people, marry people. You know how to have fun. You know how to relax. You know how to get in shape. You know how to eat food. All those are great. You know how to quit your job, start something awesome, take your own ideas. All great. But without that last component, which is literally the ability to take capital, cash, and grow it into more money, you're always going to underperform. And one of the reasons I'm going to go through different things today. Number one, one of the things I'm going to go through, talk about, okay, uh, is diversification we're going to talk about. So one of the reasons people underperform when they invest, or I should say, one of the reasons people underperform financially is because they don't know how to diversify. So when a recession comes. What happened in 2008? Does anybody know? Remember? Did anybody see the movie The Big Short? All of a sudden, people forgot to diversify, and the whole world went broke. Not literally but pretty close to going broke. Why? Because everybody thought they had the next big one thing. And the opposite of diversification is one thing. Now, let me be clear. For those of you entrepreneurs, there is, in your business, you wanna be focused in one thing. But when cash comes into your business, you don't necessarily have to put all of the business, uh, all the money back into your business. So think of it this way. Diversification, here's you. You figure out how to create cash flow. Money's coming in, whether it be from a job or from your entrepreneurial stuff. Or if you're lucky, you won the lottery, (laughs) okay? But the average person who wins the lottery is broke in two years. Why? Bring this a little bit closer. Because once the money's in, what do you do with it? There's only a few things you can do with money. You can spend it, obviously, on stupid stuff. Money goes out, never comes back to you. So most people in America spend about 98 out of every, so let's say 100 bucks comes in. 100 comes in to you, cash flow. Most people have expenditures on just living expenses of 98 bucks. So for most people, it's not even a problem to in how they invest, because they don't even invest at all. But let's just say you Let's say you're better than that. You only spend $60. So that means you're left of 40. Where does it go? Now, I recommend a, that a good bit of that money goes back into whatever is making you money. So if you made 100 bucks in an hour from being a lawyer or 100 bucks from owning a restaurant or 100 bucks from being a personal trainer, you spend 60 for living You're left with 40, what do you want to do with the 40? Well, some of it, it makes sense to put it back in here. Somebody says, hmm, I call bullshit on that stat. No, that's not bullshit, that's a government published stat. And isn't it your common sense experience that most people don't save any money? In fact, I would say, some years, they found it's less than $2 per 100, okay? So, that's not true, it's definitely. But let's say you save 60. You got 40. Now, I would recommend putting a certain portion back into whatever's your money machine. So let's call this your money machine. Hopefully you have a money machine. Your money machine might be your job nine to five and it might be your business that you own. Okay. So I I propose that you take some of this 40 bucks, put it back to the money machine. Now some of it gonna go to taxes So that's forced diversification. You're forced to diversify and invest into the U.S. government, unfortunately, but you have no choice on that, okay? So next, the big question is here, question mark. This represents the diversification aspect. Do you have a diversification aspect to what you are doing. Yes, no, and what is it? And is it the right one? Is it appropriate for you? So we're gonna talk about that today. Now, if you are spending 100 out of 100, then you there's a different talk we need to have. And what that talk needs to be is how can you make more $100 increments. So some of you just don't have enough coming in and one of the things um, that this whole Knowledge Society, this today is a Knowledge Society talk. And we're going to give away three iPad, uh, iPad minis, by the way, entrepreneur tools. We're going to give away a, um, uh, one on Periscope, one on Meerkat, and one on my website. So be taking notes because I'm going to pick a random fact out of this talk. And yeah. Is the Knowledge Society some kind of a cult? I don't know. Is it? Is What is a cult? I wouldn't call it a cult. It's not religious. I would call it a movement. It's funny how people always label things. One of the things, um, if you guys saw my Snapchat yesterday and also a YouTube video that I posted, a little side note, very important thing about social life that has directly to do with investing. And you you guys will see this. Um, Everybody in your life should do one of two things. Write this down. Everybody should do one or two things in terms of the people they associate with. So we'll talk for a second. This is about investing your money, invest your time. Write this down. This might be more important than anything. I talk about money. If people aren't encouraging you, that left me with my little finger, middle finger. If they're not encouraging you or constructively criticizing you, completely cut them off. That's what you do. So one of the things you'll see that I practice, I do that exactly, man. One or two things. They can either encourage you or constructively criticize you. Now, they can give you rough truth. Like They can be hard on you. They could even yell at you, and there's no problem with that. But don't let any people that don't do one of those two things in your life. I don't care if you're married to them. I don't care if you're dating them. I don't care if they're your best friend or were your best friend. I don't care if they're your mom or dad. Do you want to have a good life? Then follow those two rules. Now, if they are close to you, there's one rule before you're allowed to cut people off though. One rule. You're not allowed to cut anybody off unless you're offering value first. So, if you have a friend and you examine the relationship and you go, they're not helping you, they're not encouraging me or constructively criticizing me, then the first step before you cut people off is you have to encourage or constructively criticize them. Okay? You have to take the first step. That's the most important. Because a lot of people start cutting people off and it's like the chicken or the egg. Sometimes people aren't contributing to your life because you're not contributing to theirs. So that's fair. If you're not offering any value to them, then why do they have to offer any value to you? That's very um, entitled of people to think, hey, they're not helping my life. Well, are you helping them? You know? So do that first. First offer value, either by encouraging or positively uh, criticizing. Then, then, if they do not respond to that, then now some people you phase out slowly. Some people you can't cut off overnight. You know if they're related to you or they're married to you or whatever. Um, so very important, and we practice that on the calls. So all like knowledge society. That's one of the rules. All of you that are, you know, becoming part of this knowledge society, um, I w- practice that. When you get haters. You know now if they constructively criticize you, though you this is the hardest part. The constructive criticism you got to keep around, and that's the most painful. So, just because someone makes you feel bad doesn't mean you should cut them off. Some of the best results I've ever had in life when I was, you know, early um, starting as an entrepreneur. All these really sharp guys, kind of like Andre and Neil, all these rich guys came to me and they just started saying, You're never going to do anything, Ty. You don't know anything about money. You don't know what invest, uh internal rate of return is, the difference between IRR and ROI. You don't understand subordinated ventures. You don't understand, you know, all this. Then I was like, Yeah, I don't understand. And they were harsh. So it was almost didn't feel like constructive criticism. But that made me say, Never again. I'm never going to let. Myself be in a place where people can criticize me like that. So. Um, sorry, hold on one second. All right. Now. When it comes here to this subject. The reason I was just saying that is because a lot of times as you do this and you start to change your life, you're going to get a lot of flack from people. So you have to decide who to keep and who to cut. Okay. So back to this. Time investment, money investment. For those of you who don't have enough to live, you have to make more money and cut costs. There's no other mathematical or logical solution. That's it. You can either make more or spend less or do both. Pretty much what you gotta do. So, assuming you know how to make that and you know how to save a little bit, and for those of you who don't know how to make enough, we'll talk about that later, but the investment. This is the big question mark. How do you diversify? And I'm gonna tell you this rule. Number one, uh, you can over-diversify. And number two, you can under-diversify. It's pretty simple, it's all about balance. So some of you are diversified in too many things. When you spread the basket that you invest in too wide, you, it seems like you'd reduce risk, but you're often not. Sometimes they call this you know, correlated assets also, so sometimes diverse, and that's for another more complicated conversation. Sometimes investing more broadly doesn't make you even one penny more. Uh, in terms of diversification because you just are investing into other similar things. So diversification has to be very logical. Uh, In the stock market diversification, there's whole algorithms and computer programs and wealth management tools and investment software that actually will help you do this. But I'm not just talking about how do I invest in in the stock market and diversify. It's easier. You can just buy a mutual fund. You can buy an S&P 500, you know, index or spider or one of these um, uh, ETFs, right, exchange traded funds, and these will help you diversify. But we're now just not just talking about the stock market, because the stock market in and of itself is only, to me, one sector. There's other things, private business. That's a whole nother sector that has nothing to do with publicly traded markets. So diversification is something you have to understand. The deeper you go, the more there is. You'll never get Um, done with it it's not that easy Uh, you could be like Andre you could be like Neil you could be doing it 20 years and still be finding new stuff but the principle here that I want you to take away from point number one is and I'll really make this point number two and people don't think this is possible You can over and under diversify, and that's bad. You must find on a teeter-totter, you know, here's you sitting, here's somebody else sitting. You gotta be able to balance the thing right. And I never see people really balancing it. And people don't even talk about this. It's amazing. People don't even, you know, they like, and they're just running from one extreme to another. It's a real catastrophe in the world. And I believe it, I blame it on what I wish they had taught us growing up. Don't you wish you had learned this in school? Like, why are we waiting for this? Sorry, I get stuck doing a few things at the same time. So, for each of you, where are you right now? Let's do a little survey. Who's under-diversified and who's got their hands in too many things, over-diversified? Let's take a little quick sample. Who's over, who's under? Can somebody answer? Who's over, who's under? Over, over, under, 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 below, both, (laughs) you're under and over. I don't know how that's possible, but slightly over-diversified Trader 21, Way, way under, not diversified. I've seen a few slightly under. Somebody says, I don't know, so how do you know? Okay, wasted unnecessary four years in high school where I should have been learning investing in finance. Yes, so it looks like, here's somebody, C. Bejarano says over. Way over diversified. Okay. That's good. Way under. All right. So it looks like eight to one over under diversified. Okay, cool. Now let me ask you one last thing. Who, going back to the page of four, who here is actually investing? Every year or every month. Who has extra left over? So just say, I am investing or I'm not investing. Who's investing and not investing? On my website, under, under, under. I am investing, not investing, penny stock trader. I am investing. I am investing, not investing. I am investing. I am investing. Within this week, I'm inv- Okay, so it looks... Starting... Okay, someone said, so it looks like this is more like 60 40 people who have enough money to invest and don't have enough money. Okay, now the third principle of investing, which is so simple, my saying now is it's so simple, no one's gonna do it. <laughs> like, you're, if you ever wanna test something, be in a room with a whole bunch of people asking for, and they're asking you for advice, just give them a simple answer and none of them will believe it, even if it's true. So they'll just be like, no, it can't be that. It has to be. Compl-. People like only think complicated answers are the answer, but it's not true. So the simplest answer is only in what you know. Pretty much, this is the rule of the universe with investing. And so, Andre and Neil that were here, Neil, he knows all about the oil and gas industry. He's been involved in the energy business. We're talking, you know, 40 years. You talk to him about anything. We were just talking about the software that manages the exploration process. He knows about that. He understands about the difference between, you know, Brent crude oil and this that and all the different uh oil types. His brother is a top engineer. Like everything he knows about that. So guess what? He can make good decisions. And the biggest mistake you guys are going to make, mark my words, and I've made this one is investing in something cuz it's a shiny object. So the opposite of this, so this is good. The opposite, which is, that's a thumbs down, is, I call it shiny, let let me actually make this number four, sorry. Avoid shiny object syndrome. And this is getting worse. This is like a disease now, and I'll tell you why. Because of the rise of the media, Facebook feed, Instagram, um, you know, every single piece of social media, BuzzFeed and YouTube everything looks like a shiny object. So here's an example Oop. Here's an example of a shiny object. You're at a party. And somebody goes, oh, my friend just made an app that makes reservations at a restaurant for people. Man, he's making a ton of money. Now, you go home and you hear that. And it's shiny because the person's like, he's making lots of money. It sounds cool, an app, restaurant. Now, let's say you know nothing about technology and nothing about restaurants. I mean, you've eaten in a restaurant before, but you know you don't understand the inner workings. You didn't work in it that industry for years. So you come home and you change everything you're doing, you say, you know what, I've been doing this, now I'm gonna diversify into this next cool thing. No, no, you're getting ready to make a mistake. Now even if, just, so here's the rule. This is a, so that's shiny object syndrome, right? It's, you're just doing it, not because you know anything about it, but just because it sounds cool and somebody else made money. So. Here's the pitfall number five, or point number five. Write this down. Just because someone else made money doesn't mean you can. Now, when we apply this to athletics, it's obvious. When you watch Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant or Mezzi or Ronaldo or you know uh, Tom Brady as pro athletes, you don't go, hmm, now it is a shiny object, it's cool, but you don't go, you can do that, do you? I mean, I don't. When I see them, I'm like, damn, respect, I can't do that. But when it comes to business, people always go, oh. You know, people go, oh, I can do it. Why? It takes skill to do stuff. Just because somebody else made an app in the restaurant industry, doesn't mean you'll know anything about it. So, this kind of train of thought is what gets people in trouble. Just so, if you see somebody talking about gold, a very common thing people talk about. You see somebody talking about real estate and about all the money they made. Who cares? Doesn't mean you can. But the good news is there is something that you can, you just gotta find it. So for all of you investors who are already investing, let's say you're in real estate, Can't do everything in real estate though. The next step is number six. And these words you never see. And I'll show you how powerful these words are. So there's two things. This is good, focused diversification. And then there's scattered. This is bad. Focused. So just because people have this idea that diversification, let's just say right now you won the lottery. Somebody handed you a hundred million dollars. Boom, you get a hundred million bucks. Now you got it. Okay, so you take the hundred million dollars and what most people do is anybody that comes up to them. This happens to most pro athletes and most lottery winners. The average pro athletes and the the average um, lottery winner, they are broke within two to three years of of getting their money and in sports, you know, retiring. Almost all of them. I mean, there's, there's homeless people. I read a story about a homeless pro athlete. I think it was a basketball player. He had made whatever 50 million bucks or 10 million bucks or something and now he's sleeping in his car. That happens over and over, and I'll tell you why. Because they had the idea right that they should diversify, so they go, I'm gonna diversify. But, 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 they did scattered diversification following shiny objects that they didn't know. So some friend came to them and was like, yo man, I'm opening a car dealership, you wanna invest? And the basketball player's like, okay, sounds cool. Cause they say, yeah, my friend has a car dealership and is making 50,000 a month, we could do that too. So the person goes, okay, boom. Somebody said, yes, Ty, I met a former NFL player, football player, American football, who worked at a warehouse with him, with the person commenting here. That story happens all the time. It happens to people who inherit money, their money. It even have. I have a friend here, I won't say his name in LA. He sold his company at 28 years old for like $18 million. And guess what? Sold for like 18 mil. Guess what happened? Somebody came to him, said, let's buy real estate. And in, uh, out in the desert between California, LA, and Las Vegas, they said, this place is going to blow up. It's between LA and Las Vegas. They, they really gave him a shiny object. They're like look this was like in like 2000 whatever five or four or something they're like look man and so he put in whatever two million dollars or something like that and then they came to him like we need more money we're building we're almost done with the houses so he ended up putting like eight million bucks in so he sold his company i think for 18 million roughly with taxes okay he was probably left with you know 13 million i'm just gonna guess depending on whether it was ordinary income tax rates or capital gains. So let's say he's left with 13 million. I'm kind of guessing here. Uh, And then he spent, you know, he bought a house for himself and some stuff like that. So he spent like four or five million, okay? So then he was left with like eight million or nine million and he spent that all on this one investment. Well, guess what happened? 2008 came. Those places were worthless. He had chased... A shiny object that had made other people money in the past, but he knew nothing about it. Somebody said, was he conned? No, he wasn't conned. Those people that were doing the deal with him, they were trying to make money for real. They had money in the deal too. Not everybody who loses their money is tricked out of their money. You know, They're not conned out of their money. He, it was a real deal, but we know what happened in 2008. Just the housing market dried up. They had overbuilt. That's basically what happened. If you overbuild and there's not enough people to live in the houses, the basic laws of supply and demand eventually kick in. So he was scattered. What he should have done, he had made money in the advertising world. He had built a media company and sold it for $18 million. What he should have done has been like, I know a lot about media. Let me go ahead and take my $8 million and invest 200 grand in this business that my friend's starting in the media business, let me, or even related businesses. Now, if he wanted to learn real estate, what he should have done, instead of taking eight million, he should have taken, you can take a small amount to learn a new industry. So maybe he took 100,000 and bought one house and tried to flip it and renovate it. Put 100 grand down, blah, blah, blah. there's a way to transition into learning new things, but you gotta do it small. He should have put, focused on what he knew. And he has no money now. I mean, he, I think he's back to working at a job now. I, I saw him the other day at a Laker game. So, for each of you, I'm telling you, this scattered shiny object syndrome is a freaking, it's so widespread of a disease that people don't even realize that they have it. Like so many people have it that it seems normal. So you gotta go the opposite way. When the whole world's going right, you start going left. And that's really what this call is about. This is what the Knowledge Society is about. You know how the whole world is going? The only time that they read, the only time they learn is in school or in college. But that's not lifelong learning. You're now part of lifelong learning. Every day, you get a little bit smarter. Every day, I'm part of Knowledge Society. Every day, I get a little smarter. Today, I lock away in my brain a few little tips, talking to Andre and Neil, talking to you guys, reading these comments, reminding myself of these things that mentors taught me about focused. So you can diversify, but it needs to be with some real constraints on it. They call this, by the way, and this is point number seven, you have to understand something called bounded rationality. Okay? So, bounded rationality. What is that? What that means, scientists started trying to figure out how the human brain works. And what they found is that naturally, you know why people are racist? I'm gonna tell you why people are racist, okay? Um, It is because there's a a, a little glitch in our brain. And that glitch used to work well 10,000 years ago. So let's say 10,000 years ago, you lived in a tribe. There was 100 people. There's a good book on this by a guy named Stuart Diamond. no, not Stuart Diamond. Uh, Jared Diamond. He won a Pulitzer Prize. He's a UCLA professor. He's one of the most respected uh, authors. He wrote a book called "The World Until Yesteryear or Yesterday or something. And he says, "Even 300 years ago, if you walked five miles from your house, the au- oh, you want to come in and say hello." Speak. Cool. This is my buddy Jack Hi. coming on.
1: How you guys doing?
0: For those of you who like basketball, he's one of the top college basketball players in history. You can look in there too. I'll look here, okay. He played University of Miami. He's, he's got, got his jersey retired. He had the ACC three-point uh, record. record. Was it record or percentage? Yeah, so
1: three-point field goal percentage, percentage in, in ACC, ACC history.
0: history. So yeah, and he got, got drafted the by the Spurs, and now he's a big business guy. So he's over here talking on some cool business stuff that he has so chase your
1: dreams, connect your network and when it seems oh sorry, the main people, secondary yeah, people. Yeah. people? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> if I can say one thing, I would just say, you know, if I could say one thing, I would really say, you know, really chase your dreams and stick to your own vision. You know, a lot of times as people, as people as teams we have these creations and the only thing stopping us is ourselves. And uh really chase your dreams, man, and build a great network and monetize your networking. make it make sense and enjoy life and have fun with it.
0: I want to have you come you? on talk one of these times. He's one of the master networkers out there, dude. He's like friends with all the Lakers, friends. Of, I mean, it helped that he played in the NBA, definitely but helps. you still, a lot of people play in the NBA don't have the network yeah. you have.
1: Yeah, your network is really your net worth. I know it sounds cliche, but it's, it's really true, you know. When you're able to connect the right people, like we just talked about doing favors for people, not asking for something, doing something for them. Um, I don't need anything from people, but I want to see everybody win. I'm a winner. We all yeah. should be winners. We
0: all should want to be winners. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, man. Thank he you, beat we, we played some pig, he beat he me. He had me, me scared the first game.
1: I won. We'll show that footage. <laughs> the first at, game was day. the
0: first game was close. No, no, I was sweating. was sweating. He was sweating. sweating. He, was he, sweating. Was he was like, like I, don't I don't know if I can play. But but, but the, the second, second game, game he put me to sleep. He uh he nailed some one footed half You did a half court shot on his first shot. So Nah, nah, he's good, man. You don't <laughs> get the ACC record <laughs> for nothing. Thanks, All man. right, but let yeah come, come back, back on yeah, another time. We'll re- I want to record one just on networking. Let's do it. Let's you know go. what I'm saying? I'm down. Sweet. All right. See, see you guys. guys. Yeah, yeah, we'll get, get like 20, 25,000 people see this live today. Yeah. Oh yeah, I got this. Jack McClinton is his name. So. uh. Yeah, your network is your net worth. That's a whole nother conversation. Yeah, I was, we were out playing a little basketball today. He's a great shot, man. First game, I had him, P.I., and then I hit like four three-pointers, and he iced all of them, and then he then he, put, he hit like a half-court shot and beat me. I almost hit the half-court shot, but he's good, man. You don't make it. He got drafted by the Spurs, um, but then he got hurt, and then he, he's now a businessman doing all kinds of cool stuff with the NBA. Uh, so bounded rationality, this book, Jared Diamond, he talks about how the world used to be 500 years ago, thousand years ago. If you walked away from your tribe, your life was in danger because people basically were suspicious of anybody that wasn't in their tribe. And that is the basis of discrimination in the world. So I'm not defending discrimination. Obviously, you want to eliminate discrimination, and the best way to eliminate it is to understand the brain. And so we what the brain tries to do, and it it causes us a lot of trouble. What the brain tries to do is this. Anytime you have a decision, it tries to make very simple, it tries to reduce the number of choices. Because there's too many choices. Let's say today. Your friend says, let's go eat sushi. Or no, let's just go eat. Let's go out to dinner. Let's just say that. Let's go out to dinner. How many restaurants are there within 20 miles of you? A lot, right? So too many. So what do you do? Very simple. Somebody said, got my earbuds in. Do we just spike the sound or something? <laughs> Sorry. I didn't mean to blow your guys' eardrums out. Uh, So what do you do? Well, you have to put bounds because you cannot research every restaurant in your town. You're not going to spend four hours doing the ratings of every single restaurant and driving them and inspecting inside. Okay, before I bring my friends here, I want to look. No, you have to have bounds on your rationality. So maybe you say, "Mm, today I'm in the room, I'm in the mood for sushi. Boom. So that puts a wall around your decisions now you don't have to consider every restaurant in your city you only consider the sushi ones so instead of there being a thousand choices now maybe there's like 200 choices okay let's say and this by the way is the reason that racism and sexism and all that exist ageism because we want to go who should I be friends with and we and our brain tries to play a trick on us and say, who's similar to us? That's, one of, that's what we do socially, who's similar to us? And so people from Virginia don't like people from West Virginia. People from Ireland don't like people from England. Why? It doesn't make any sense. They're like neighbors, but the brain goes, well, we've got to make a division somewhere. of who We can't hang out with everybody. We can't be allies with everybody. Let's just be friends with people who live in New Zealand instead of Australia. Australia and New Zealands are always arguing. People who live in uh, you know, Bolivia and Argentina. Argentinians, are, they like have a rivalry. Every country has a rivalry. It doesn't make sense, but it's bound to rationality. So then you say sushi. Then you go, how much do I want to spend? Well, I don't have, let's say you don't have a big budget. I only want to go to places that I can buy a meal for, I don't know, $30. So it's like 30 bucks and under. So that also eliminates all the five-star restaurants where you live, okay? Now your next thing, maybe you don't feel like driving very far. So you go, "Eh, I only want within five miles. Right? So you go within five miles. Now next thing, this eliminates a lot of restaurants. now it's only sushi, within under $30 a plate, five miles from your house. And maybe the last one is you go, I'm gonna look on Yelp and I only want to have places that have at least a three star reviews by at least 10 people. So you go, you know, three star review on Yelp. Or higher, three to five stars, or four stars, whatever it is. So now you can see that bounded rationality is your best friend. It's taken you from a state of being paralyzed and made it way easier on you, okay? You want it to be easy. Now, how does this apply to making money, investing? Well, you got to apply the same rule. So what I like to do, I apply a rule. So the rules of investing, we've already talked about some of them. This will change your life forever if you remember... Oops, let me not do it so broad. So here's your square. So rule number one for me is do I know it already? So experience level. So I'm more likely to invest in things that I have some past experience to base my decisions off, to be smart. Number two, I go, am I curious about it? So many people want me to invest in stuff and I'm just like not curious. So if I'm not curious, I don't care how much of a shiny object it is. I don't care if it's a one trillion dollar industry. There's lots of one trillion dollar industries. Finance is one trillion. Banking is a trillion dollar industry. Life insurance is if I think in the US and assets is a five trillion. Is it five trillion in life insurance? Some huge number like that. Um, Maybe that's with annuities and everything. So for me, what am I curious about? I don't want to, invest, you know, like oil and gas, I haven't invested in it because I'm not super curious about it. Maybe that'll change over time, but in the, I haven't been before. Okay, so what other bounds should you put? You know, I, here's one that I have. Sorry, ignore this line. Could I see myself doing it for 20 years? Why do I say that? Well, because to build real mastery in something, the more years, the better, right? So is it something that I could see myself doing for 20 years? If the answer is no, then I probably won't pursue it, okay? Do I know it? Jack was just here, the basketball player that was just here and we were talking about a potential investment that I might do and I, I always got to run it through these things. Do I know about it? Am I curious about it? Could I see myself doing it for 20 years? Even though I might not do it, you might flip it. You might flip it in a week. I bought a company last year and sold it in one year. Or actually didn't even, was it one year? 14 months or 15 months I held it. So the top of the square says, am I curious about it? Now, what's the last one? I'll tell you what the last one is. Is it worth my time? So you got to know what your time's worth, and it changes. Some of you right now, if you were making fifty bucks an hour, you'd be happy. That's about six figures a year, hundred thousand a year. Um, some of you, if you make twenty bucks an hour, you'd be happy. Some of you would only be happy, you know, a thousand bucks an hour. That's more like you know seven figures, right? so what's your number so for me at this point i've done different levels of businesses i'm not as interested in businesses that can make five hundred thousand dollars a year i've already done that you always want to go up right so is it worth your time and this this answer will change over time if somebody goes to Bill Gates, and says, invest in this business, it's going to make you an extra 40000 bucks a year, he has his bounded rationality, he has his own rules, and he's probably going to go, nah, not worth my time. This, by the way, is called, this is something that I kind of invented, taking the best from different parts, right? It's the investment cube, I call it. So this is the cube of investing, or the square, you can call it, investing square, so whenever you have opportunities in life, just draw out on a piece of paper your investment square. Now there's other criteria too, okay? But I like this investment square, or cube. I like the word cube better for some reason, even though it's not really a cube, it's more of a square, or it could be a rectangle. It can't be a circle though, because it's got to be four. It can't be a triangle. If that's See, all those years in geometry in school do us a lot of good, we know what a triangle is, we know what a square, we might even know what an isosceles triangle is, uh, what I wish, How this could have been one class in school. And by the way, to make effective education, it can't just be this on a chalkboard, you have to inspire people. And so, sometimes people are like, Ty, why do you post you know, stuff of your lifestyle on videos? Well, because I want to inspire myself and maybe it inspires you, To see the other side. Because I've been on this side where you don't have any money, and I've been on the other side. And there's advantages. There's cool things about both. When you're broke, there's some cool things. Sometimes I, it's funny, whatever you are, you think about the other side. I remember when nobody knew who I was, and I was like, it's kind of nice sometimes. There's a lot of annoying. I was talking to Mark Cuban about this when he was here at the house last month or Was that last month? I think last month. And he was talking about like, for Mark Cuban, his life is annoying sometimes because he has to worry about, is this person trying to become my friend to steal from me, trying to exploit me, trying to sue me? Like, so, life in general to me is all about enjoying wherever you are but always progressing, right? It was fun being five years old. I remember when I was five years old. You know, my mom took care of me. It was cool. But, I don't wanna stay five years old. You progress, even though getting older has more trials and tribulations to it because now you're responsible for yourself. It's the same with money. So wherever you are on the money scale of life here, um, as you try to progress, you need some rules. Or else you're gonna get lost, man. You're gonna get lost. One of them, which I don't know if I'll have time to talk about, but for the, we'll open up the accelerator later. You know, One of the main reasons to get in the accelerator program that I have, not only are you gonna learn stuff like this even more in depth, more step-by-step. Step. You know, get access to guys like Neil and Andre teaching. These are investment banker guys that raised over $2 billion between each other, okay? Have raised you know, hundreds of millions even to the billion dollar level. You're gonna learn about that and learn about investing from top people. But um, more importantly, it's about motivation. Because all of us have bought a book before That we know would help us, but you didn't read it. All of us got a membership at a gym, but we didn't go to the gym, so it didn't help, if that makes sense. So what Knowledge Society, I hope, will do for you is it's not only going to give you the tools to expand your base of knowledge, but it's going to inspire you to actually do it. Procrastination is the biggest enemy of all of our lives. Because what's the definition of procrastination? The definition of procrastination is the misuse of time, right? It's the misuse of time. So what happens is we go, I should be doing this, but instead I'm gonna lay here on the couch. I should do, you know, I should be working out, but I'm gonna wake up, you know, I'm gonna sleep in. The rock. The actor, The Rock, he's doing movies, he's full time, but he still wakes up at four in the morning and does 45 minutes of cardio or an hour of cardio. Then at five o'clock, he eats breakfast and then he lifts weights from 5.30 to seven. While most people, while the whole world's sleeping, he's not, and misusing their time. Now it's okay to sleep, but he's better with his time. And he effectively, and by the way, that's what I said earlier. The rule of investing applies to time. time. is another asset that all people have. We have money, everybody will be in possession of some money in this world. Even the poorest person at some point will, have, will possess a penny, a coin, a $1, dollar, a hundred dollars, a million dollars, whatever that number is for you. Everybody will possess time. Even if you die at one years old, you had 365 days, right? So for each of you, this information is life-changing but being part of something that motivates you, inspires you, and defeats procrastination is worth 10 times more. It really is. And that's why now, did you guys see on my Snapchat yesterday? I'm going to release a video today. A guy got in an the accelerator and he drove up here. He lives in Orange County. He came up, he said, hey man, I just want to come to headquarters here. And he said, I have been an entrepreneur, I've done different businesses, some of have succeeded, some failed, but I just raised two million dollars for my, uh, he has a motocross boot idea, and he's investing what he knows, but he raised two million dollars, and I said, how did you learn how to raise two million dollars? He said, I was in your accelerator, and not only did I get the knowledge, but I got the inspiration and the motivation to overcome my fear, to overcome my procrastination, to overcome the obstacles that inevitably are in all of our way. So, I can promise you this. Knowledge, strategy, but also execution. And execution takes motivation, you know? Somebody said, Ty, it's not about waking up at 5 a.m. It's simply about using your time wisely. Of course, you know? Someone said, procrastination has been a big one for me. Ty, that's it, today's the final day I procrastinate. Now, here's the deal real quick on procrastination. (sighs) Procrastination is not something you overcome with willpower. And the number one reason, I promise you, I've tried this, it's a failed experiment. So just save yourself a lot of time and some of the top scientists in the world have studied this and concluded the same thing as my experiment. There's a great book, it's called Willpower. It's a New York Times bestselling book. In that book, Willpower, it says, Willpower is weak. That's the basic summary. So, number nine here. You must understand that to do everything we talked about today, which includes invest wisely to diversify, to focus, to not have shiny object syndrome, all those things, you have to understand you can't, do it alone. And so what this book says, you can look up that book. It's literally called Willpower. What's it? who's the author's name of that book, Willpower? Um, so a lot of people are like, like this person said, today is the last day I'll procrastinate. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know. That's kind of like this, an alcoholic sitting in a bar saying, you know what, this is my last time, this is my last drink, no. Alcoholics, the definition of being an alcoholic is somebody who they call it a disease, I think is what they they call it now, meaning you can't help yourself. If you go to a bar and sit there, you're gonna drink. So people in the 12-step Alcoholics Anonymous program, they make a vow that they'll never put themselves in that environment. So they have to change their routine, they have to change who they spend time around. The book's by John Tierney and Roy Roy Bauman, Baum, Baumeister, Roy Baumeister and Joy John Tierney. So for each of you that are dealing with making mistakes in investment, not making enough money, procrastinating, having fear where you're not overcoming your current obstacle, whether some of you are existing entrepreneurs and some of you are brand new to the game, some of you have jobs you hate, some of you have jobs you love, some of you own the company where the jobs are, some of you are just starting out in somebody else's entrepreneurial venture. Well, again, you can't do it alone. You just can't. And this is where investors, you know, did you notice that earlier, for those of you on the pre-session, it was Andre and it was Neil and uh, Larry is the third guy, and they have one more, four. So these are guys that have already been top investors. They already worked at Bears and you know, spent 20, 30 years on a trading desk for, for Neil and uh, Andre, raised money, put together big deals, blah, blah, blah. You know what I thought was interesting? They always roll as a group. First thing Neil did is he said, where can I find and put myself in an environment to win? How can I change who I'm around? Instead of sitting in the bar and thinking you won't drink, move. And a lot of you are not moving. I notice this is a real problem because I get lots of emails and I see the comments and stuff come in. And I'm going, people are not moving. They're not changing environments. And that's you know a horrible place to be. This house here, Knowledge Society Headquarters, it's horrible. I work, I don't really like, I have a big office, but I don't go in too often. I like to do business at home, and I sleep here most of the time. I've got the other home in the Hollywood Hills that some of you have seen. But the reason I, this place is so big, people are like, why do you have such a big place? You know, in Beverly Hills, it's an acre, and it's you know, 16 bedroom place and stuff like that. It's not to show off, it's not because I need those much, it's because I can change my environment. I can all of a sudden have Andre and Neil here in the morning. I can have Jack McClinton out up playing basketball with me, challenging me physically. I can have you know, a chess guy here. I can have, so all of a sudden my environment changes and that is the greatest life you can live. Trust me, I've tried everything. I'm a big mad scientist experiment. I've been, I've had no home. No bed, no car, no college degree. I've done that. I've lived with no electricity. I've lived with the Amish for two and a half years where I didn't have a car. I had a horse and buggy, you know, I've tried that. No, I lived with no uh, indoor toilet for four years. Joel Salatin's for 19 months and Amish have outhouses. So I tried that, it's cool. I've traveled on most of the continents of the world, um, not much in Africa, a little bit in Africa, but not really, but all the other continents almost went to Antarctica. missed that one by uh, I was on the southern tip of New Zealand, so I almost made it there. So I've seen what works you know I've, I've tried to figure out what works across the world. Um, I've focused on health before. I focused on wealth before. I focused on social life. I focused on just trying to be happy. I've been to, you know, gurus in India and all that stuff. And what I wish someone had told me in school was, hey, all those things are cool, and you can run all those experiments. But at the end of the day, what are you part of? Humans are built to be part of something. It's weird. You know why gangs proliferate? If you put people in prison, you know why people go in gangs? I mean, part of it's survival, but part of it's because it's the natural state of humans. You know why people, um, little kids, and people think, oh no, discrimination and and, and elitism is only learned as an adult. No, it's not. Look at little kids. You put five-year-olds together in a room. Now, kids aren't always racist by skin color or, or, uh, but they do start to discriminate in one way. They're like, oh, that's the weak kids, and the bullies start to make fun of them, and the cool kids. So this segmentation of our life starts to happen at, at the youngest age because it's a survival tool. The problem is we don't do it right. You don't want to discriminate based on skin color because skin color is literally melanin in your skin. That's what it means. Jack, who is just here, he literally has more melanin, which means he absorbs vitamin D slower than me, okay? And then if I'm with my Swedish friends that are pale white, they absorb vitamin D very quickly. They don't need much sunlight. So you don't want to segment around stupid stuff like that. But what you do want to segment around is where people are going. So I call that momentum segregation. <laughs> Or momentum. I don't like to use the word discrimination and segregation too much because it's a loaded phrase. But momentum uh, separation. So you must separate yourself and separate your life into momentum classes so you don't want i mean i highly i'm not just saying this to be politically correct i'm literally saying you don't want to segment people by skin color gender whether they're gay or not and i'll tell you why because you'll make a huge mistake because you want because it has very little to do with momentum what you want to segregate And separate by, here's you at the top of your life here, your pyramid. You want to have the people that are going reverse momentum. And the people that are stuck. And the people that are going forward. Now, it's not possible to completely 100% of your life. It would be better if you could do 100% here. I don't know that it's always practical. I, you know, I've been able to, now I can control more of my life. The more you do financially, the more options you get. The reason you want money is not to hold it up and throw it around and iron it and be greedy. It gives you options and everybody wants options, right? You'd have a better life if you had more options. Just imagine if you could only eat one meal every day and you had no choice and you would not have a good life. Just imagine you could only hang out with one person every day. Drive this, and that's what happens. Why people hate their life. You got to be around one boss that you don't like, you got to be around one employee you don't like. People get married to the wrong person all the time. Probably is fi- at least 50% of marriages they married the wrong person. A lot of marriage issues are just two people with the wrong people. Why? Because nobody taught in school how to select by personality type, which is basically what you wanna look at. You wanna look at emotional stability and personality type. If you get those two right, you're not gonna make much mistakes socially. Personality type, it's called psychometric typing. There's tools, Hexaco is a tool. There's all kinds of, of tools. Hexaco is the most cutting edge personality typing system used by you know, high up academics. Number two, you gotta look at a, a score called the emotional stability score, how far people move away from baseline, how quickly they revert back to baseline. So you want people to get mad quick but then come back to normal, okay? Now, the people that match that psychometric test match for you, personality type, and they're also emotionally stable and they're moving forward with their life. Every day they wake up a little smarter, you know? Those are the people, ideally you spend 100. Now what happens is you got people stuck. They're not really going backwards but they're not going forwards. And then these are the worst class, the reverse people. You pretty much have to let them go. And if you want to be a good investor, this is where you start. You change who you spend time around. That's what you do. You just spend time around a different class of people and not necessarily a class like by age or race or that. It's a class of momentum. I meant to, yeah, thank you. This is the class. It's the momentum. So if you can, you know, I think a healthy ratio that's realistic is five percent here, because it's hard to completely get these people out of your life. Okay, uh, twenty here and seventy-five there. This I believe to be fairly realistic. Okay, you could do a little better than that. Is this the law of thirty-three percent? Yes. This is another way to say the law of 33%. It's a bit different. There's multiple laws that I follow. Just like the law of thermodynamics, the laws of physics, there's more than one. Well, there's more than one that I follow. And this one is a little more related to uh, investment and so on. So, if you can get 75% of your life around people with momentum going forward, 20%, they're stuck. You can maybe help them. This now, let me just, I bet you, if you don't like your life, okay, if you don't feel you're, you are maxing out your potential, and that's what you really want to do. Everybody here got a different potential. Not everybody here is going to figure out how to make a million bucks. We don't promise that. You come into this program, in the, the different programs we have in the Knowledge Society, whether it's 67 Steps, whether it's Accelerator, whether it's the Business, but I don't promise you know, you're going to be a millionaire. Or a billionaire, definitely not. Some people are like, oh, I, want to... I can't even promise you a number because I, what I would say is each of you should a minimum try to make $72,000 a year. I just based that on the newest science out by Daniel Kahneman from Princeton, which says that's where your happiness financially kicks in. Uh, you need that amount to have enough options. So I think everybody here should minimum strive to $72,000. Some of you should strive for 100,000, 200, 500, a million. But I'll tell you this. If you're stuck, you don't like your life in any area of your life. It can be your health, wealth, your social life, or your happiness. You want to get more happy? Spend 75% around your, of your time around people who are happy. 20% of your time around people who are you know back and forth. Sometimes they're just kind of black. And 5% around your time, of your time around nasty people. All of a sudden your happiness gets better. Instead of you trying to meditate and sit there and and you know meditation's great. I do that. I do I call them focus sessions. No problem with meditation. It just doesn't solve that problem. Right? Now, I promise you, if you don't like your life, some of you, your current ratio is 75 uh, 25. Some of you have this absolutely backwards. This, I promise you, is gonna destroy your life. And some of you that stay too long in this, you'll never recover. That's the hard news that I have for some people here. Some of you are on the borderline. If you don't fix it quick, you won't recover. As the saying goes, the chains of habit are too weak to be felt until they're too strong to be broken. If you get too long in this habit of the 75, of people going in the wrong direction? twenty, You ain't going nowhere. And you know what? We live in a big bad world of 7.3 billion people and nobody really cares about you outside of your circle. So it's not like people way out there are going to come rescue you. There's no government program. There might be a doctor that medicates you, but do you want to live a medicated life? I mean, is that your solution? I just want to medicate up on Prozac. And, and if you're on that stuff, I'm not criticizing you, but is that the solution? That's not the solution. That's the temporary palliative uh, remedy. Temporary. So flip the switch. Ching, 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 ching. And all of a sudden, you will be a badass investor. You find yourself 75% around the time that people are investing financially, time-wise, you get around these people. Like Andre, you get around these people. Like Neil, you get around the people. Even this guy that was on here yesterday, I'm going to put him up on YouTube where he shares how he, he will inspire you because he's like, mm, I did this stuff that's in the Knowledge Society and I, he now made, uh, he raised $2 million. Imagine if you had $2 million for your idea. Maybe you want to make a movie. Maybe you want to Launch a new business. Maybe you've got a patent you want to do or an invention. Maybe you want to quit your job. Maybe you want to invest in real estate. Maybe you want to build a, tra- a blog website. Maybe you want to build a lifestyle business. Okay? He raised $2 million. Well, how many more options would you have if you checked your business bank account today and there's $2 million in it? It's not there for you personally to spend, but you're going to build a business that's then going to generate money for you personally. You see that? So now what's going to happen to you if you're not careful in the current world we live in, the negative people right here, these people are the loudest. So when you check your YouTube comments, when you check your Facebook messages, when you look at your texts, maybe not text as much because you usually don't give out your number, but on all your public stuff, guess who's going to write you the most? These people. Even though they might only be a small percent, these people drag you down, man. And I see it, you know. I, this year I just passed 400... I just looked at my, one of my YouTube channels today. And we just passed... I'll show you guys, for all of you skeptics. I've never shown this before, but I'll, I'll show you. It's pretty interesting. So, in the last one year... Okay, one year, 417 million minutes of my videos were watched. Can you see that there? Yeah. Come in. Do you see that number? It's set to one year. If you come forward, we can read a little I'll show you. I'll come back. Can you see it now? Good. So in the last one year, you saw it? You see the number 417? Here, how about now? Okay. So here you guys could see up close. It says four hundred and seventeen million minutes watch. Now, is that something I'm bragging about? No. I'm telling you this for a specific reason. Okay? The reason, two things. The good news is there's a lot of people who want to move forward. 417 million minutes watched is around, I think a uh, thousand years, okay? Somebody said, Ty, you claim to have a billion views, but that's not what YouTube says. That's because a lot of my videos, I haven't made public all of them. Some of them are unlisted. Mr. Huge basketball-er, that is my answer to you. But I just showed you a figure there, 400 uh, million. So what happens, Two things, the good news is there's a lot of people that are on this, they want to move forward. I'm not saying I have all the answers, but people are like, hey, I want to, you know, check out other people's opinions. Number two, okay, I've learned that this 5% of negative people are very vocal. They'll write a lot. Why? Because when you're negative, you have nothing to do because no opportunities are coming to you. Just remember that. Next time someone's negative to you, realize the reason they have time to be negative is because they have no opportunities, because they've balked themselves in. These people have no opportunity. Opportunities don't come to nasty people. Just trust me. I'm behind the scenes on big deals. The people at the top are nice, nine out of 10. I hang out with a few, I've hung out with a few celebrities this year that weren't super nice. Out of a hundred, 95 of them are the coolest people you've ever met. People like, I went to dinner with Chris Paul. Chris Paul's like the, Chris Paul's. you know, eight time NBA all-star. You know, he's amazingly nice. You're almost like, is there some catch to this guy? Is he tricking me? No. Uh, Will Smith got to hang out with him just for a little bit. The nicest guy ever. He's ni- that's probably the nicest guy. And it's Will Smith. You're talking A-list. Now, who are the nasty people? People with no opportunities. Will Smith has all the opportunities, all the options. So he's a jolly old fella. <laughs> I mean, that's my impersonation by Will Smith takeaway is he's a jolly dude. And then he was there with his wife, Jada. Jada's a very beautiful woman. So he's got beautiful women, he's got a beautiful woman, he's got um, a lot of money, he's got respect, he's got fame, he's, does cool, he just did that cool movie, Concussion. He doesn't have time to be negative because he's too excited about what he's doing. Uh, Elon Musk, yes, he, Elon Musk is nice, he's, just, he's more socially awkward in my experience of talking to him. I don't know him super well or anything like that, but from talk having talked to him, you know, one-on-one, he's a little more, he, he's nice, but a little more uh, shy, I would say. So, I would put, Elon Musk is obviously in this category. Will Smith is in this category. But I've learned after 400 million minutes that you really gotta guard against these people. Because they will make a disproportionate effect and try to claw you back. I call that the clawback. Claw They're going to claw back. They want to. That's also an investment term, clawback provisions. Okay? So for each of you, as you become a better investor, the best investment tool is not understanding technical analysis, even though that's great. It's not understanding macroeconomic trends, although that is good to know. It's not understanding balance sheet. Ty, what about Two Chains? Doe, did you see my little video? I haven't released my Two Chains video. I was up on stage with Two Chains for like an hour, just me and Two Chains and Wiz Khalifa. They were rapping. I wasn't. I was standing there not knowing what to do. I was like, should I pretend to rap or should I just be? Uh, uh, who else was there? Tigga and. Sean Kingston, those four. Um, but, oh yeah, um, 2 chains is very nice. His bodyguard isn't as nice. His bodyguard, but he needs a mean bodyguard to protect him. He, yeah, he's another. He, <laughs> When I was talking to him, he's like, can you hold my dog for me? Because he was doing something, probably smoking weed. Uh, he has a cool little pit bull puppy. So, where are we? What happens is, it's, it is great to learn technical analysis. It is great to understand how to hire and fire and all that. And some of you are more Tiga. Sorry, not Tiga. <laughs> tiga is uh, from uh, Winnie the Pooh. I like Tiga better. Uh, but even if you're an experienced entrepreneur, this works better. Because I've tried all that. You know, I've tried like... Um, Somebody said, Ty, I'm crying with laughter. (laughs) Tiga, yeah. Uh, Even Hillary Clinton. So I met Hillary Clinton and got to interview her for a minute or so. And she's, uh, she's tough, I would say that, but she was nice. Okay, I wouldn't mess with her much in terms of, I wouldn't try to pull a fast one. She's smart to make it that high. Uh, on what you call it you know to make it that high in politics if you ever been to Washington DC that's a intense place to be because she's a woman in a man's world and even if you're a dude you don't want to be a dude in DC's in intense place <laughs> somebody said Tiga's homies with two chains and Winnie the Pooh that's right uh so I want you guys to get, I mean, Knowledge Society is about the progress, the moving forward. So, how can I change your environment? Do we do these live calls? This is a great one. We try to do, I try, I be, you know, I started out just doing these randomly. Then I started to do them like once a week. And then sometimes I'll do them twice a week. Sometimes I'll do them less. It depends on how busy I get. So, I can't guarantee you that we'll always be um you know up doing these but that will help YouTube I'm posting a lot of stuff on YouTube for those of you I'd say for 20% of you the most interested my best advice is go in the accelerator and I'm not just saying that because I built the accelerator and we built it I'm just saying that because I built it because it's good I wouldn't it's like people always say oh you're you're wanting people to do it because you made it no it's the opposite it's, it's not good because I made it. I made it to be good. There's a huge difference. I could have made a crap program. There's all kinds of online stuff that's stupid. There's all kinds of education. I mean, most education is mindlessness. If you don't believe me, I challenge you to go to any public school in America right now. Just pick a random one. Don't like pick the best private school. In your city, you're a taxpayer, so you can go to public school. Pick a school, flip a coin, the top 10 you know, uh, public schools in your area, flip a coin or rock, paper, scissors, which one you go to, and just show up in any classroom randomly and tell me if you think what they're learning is the best those kids could be learning. I don't think so. When you go into social studies class and kids are learning I don't know <laughs> what the California state bird is, the condor. Is this the most efficient use of humans' life? You can learn that when you're 25. You don't want to be learning how to balance your checkbook and budget your money at 25. Let people learn the superfluous stuff later. Learn, you know, even they make you memorize the capital of every state. Well, that's okay, but it's not great knowledge. Why not memorize this, what the FTSE 100 is? Memorize what the difference between the Dow Jones Industrial and the S&P 500 is. I can see the FTSE 100 being helpful. Why don't they have you memorize? You could have 10-year-olds learning that stuff. Okay? So, eh, it's pretty subpar in the world. So, this accelerator, which is a separate program from what I'm doing now. I'm gonna open that up here um I got a special bonus that I'm gonna do for today for the first twenty people who get in the accelerator. I've been doing these little special bonuses I still for those of you who got an accelerator last week, I still got to record one or two of those special bonuses, but I'll get those to you before Christmas breaks a little bit I usually I wasn't even trying sure to do this today just because it's kind of Christmas breaky time, but i i I'm going on going for New Year's out of town but I stayed in town to do this talk for you guys today. So, um, the way that the oh, so there'll be a bonus for the first twenty people. I'm not going to give it to everybody because it's pretty cool. That's an advanced investing uh, video talk that I did. That's only going to be available first twenty people that go in. So, if you are part of the twenty percent, who here? Just to take a quick survey here by comments. Who here is extra engaged in today's talk? Like this is really speaking relevant to you and where you want to go financially. Somebody said, Ty, the government wants us to stay dumb. Somebody said, yes. Somebody said, right here, me, yes. Hitting my heart, extra engaged, Extremely engaged today. Me, so, okay. Um, 100%. Okay, for those of you who can, not everybody is going to qualify for this. We've been doing it. Um, somebody here is an Accelerator member. Awesome. Somebody said, Todd, I sold my Christmas presents and bought books. Good. Todd, is what we should have learned in grade school. Love the part about momentum and separation. Yes. Ty, so you should be a teacher. Uh, I don't know if I want to be a teacher, but I'll let other people be teachers. That are I just share what I'm thinking. That's what I am more. I'm more of like a, <laughs> I think I'm more of a video diary person. All this stuff is like, my mom always told me growing up, it's one of my regrets. She always told me I should have kept a diary and I just sucked at it. Like I, I have all these diaries that I did them for like two weeks but when I look back and I find them, they're so cool to read, you know? It's like, man, that's, you see the progress of your thought and life. So as I became an adult, I was like, what if I start just video blogging? That's how kind of this started, Book of the Days. I was like, what if I just write my notes to my book and then see if anybody else is interested in my notes to myself? That's how the Book of the Day email started. These videos here started because I was like, what if I just, after every book I read, or every mentor I meet in person, I just share it in a video for myself. I record it and document it for myself. And I started being helpful to me. And then I was like, a few people are like, can I see the videos? And I'm like, okay. And then boom, boom, boom. And then all of a sudden 100 people liked it, 1,000 people liked it. And then you're getting 400 million minutes a year watched. I don't even know what that means. It's kind of a bizarre number, but Uh yeah, I think we're on track to do it's rising, so it'll eventually it'll be a billion minutes a year. It's crazy how YouTube is, and that's just YouTube, that's not counting all the other stuff. So it's actually more than that. But it's not really about me. I'd like to you know, I want to do I do a lot of business behind the scenes. And so this accelerator is bigger than me. If you guys want to learn because I'll just put it this way. When I was in some of your shoes on the other side of this, I was like, how can I get access to these people? How can I find great investors? Uh, How can I get them to hang out with me? How can I get these people? And the answer was, I couldn't. And I tried and it took me a long time. And I had to fly around the world and I had to see like, will you spend five minutes with me in this? It just didn't work. So it was unsuccessful. It was successful, but really slow. So I just, the reason I built the Knowledge Society is like I could save people 10 years. I could have done everything that I've done 10 years quicker, which is a very painful thought for me because I'll never get those 10 years back. And so the The accelerator program has, that's why I call it the accelerator. If you go through it, my guarantee, money back guarantee to you is if you don't think it's gonna shave off years, years, okay, whether it's one year, 10 years, whatever, years of your time, then I'll give you all your money back. And basically now we've let in a few thousand people who have applied since May 2015 this year. And very few people are refund. Our refund rate is 400 percent lower than normal for comparable programs. We had a consultant come in, you know, so it's around eight percent. So out of every hundred people that we let in, 92 of them, which is pretty insane, right? If you ever have a party and you invite a hundred people and 92 are stoked, it's a good party. You'll never get no matter, dude. I've had the gangsterest parties, and I've had people I. <laughs> I used to throw big parties in my other house in Hollywood um, to the point where my LAPD friend was like, dude, you got to stop because the the attorney general in LA is going to shut down your parties because I live up in the hills, so it would stop traffic for two miles. And they started getting too big because people tell their friends and stuff. But I've had cool parties where there's like, I've had guys literally come to me at the end of the night. I'm like, how'd you like the party? And they're like, there was too many pretty girls, Literally. That's why I learned, you cannot, you cannot please everybody. Because if you don't have any girls at your party, and 500 people come and they're all dudes, you know what people are gonna yell? Dude, it's a sausage fest, it's all guys. Well, then you put too many girls, and they're like, there's too many girls. So I quit trying to please everybody a long time ago. It made me a lot happier. Just, if you can get 92 out of 100 people to be stoked, you are doing amazing. Amazing, 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 amazing. So, this, when I launched the accelerator, I was like, I don't know if this is going to work. Most people go to business school. Most people get an MBA at Harvard, or most people, you know, go and become an entrepreneur to learn, or they privately hire people. So, I said, you know what? Let's launch this. We only let a little, we started it even before May, but that was the big launch. Before it was just in like beta. Then it's what I call the pilot. For me, you have beta first, then I- or pilot, and then you do the next phase like beta or whatever. So in May we launched the next phase, which were like I think we let in a hundred people or something like that, and then we just let it- we opened applications up more and more. And now in December we look back and I assessed it, and I'm like, Pfft, this thing we're gonna double down on because that. I- I'll give you a few more investment tips before we're over. But the number one rule for me is once you find something that wins, double down. And bet, now you wanna, you gotta be a little careful with stock market investing, but, because sometimes this will backfire, but not as an entrepreneur. So as I launch this thing, and I see people just like coming, I mean, people are like hunting me down. I did this um, downtown, um, not downtown, Hollywood retreat, Three weeks ago, like people flew in from, I don't know, 20 countries. People, literally people just to tell me the story. One guy's like, hey Ty, I went in the program. I was selling CDs on the streets of Mexico. Now I am an investment banker at JP Morgan in Manhattan. It's a crazy story. I'm actually going to New York. He wants me to invest in some real estate that he's doing on the site. It's like, bam, wow, this is crazy. I keep I have stacks I, don't, I won't even read them where are the testimonial stacks? oh they're under here just stacks of stuff coming in every day I printed some of I need to print some updated ones but this is just i don't know a hundred cool ones and I really see this my goal now once you see somethings then you have to create a, somebody said, oh, I met that guy. Oh, you met him? Were you at the retreat? It's cool. Yeah, it was cool. He got up. guy there making an extra $700,000 a year. People just making an extra thousand bucks. It's not about the number. It's about momentum. You know your own number where you are. You know what momentum is represented to you. Some of you making a thousand bucks a month would be amazing because you're making zero now. Some of you, you need to make an extra hundred thousand or whatever. You pick your goal. I'm not going to pick that for you. This is not about a get rich quick or a guaranteed. There's no guarantees in life. You might get hit by a car. I might get hit by a car tomorrow. All you can do is control the next 24 hours. That's your best bet and move forward and be a little smarter tomorrow when you woke up. If you want to be a lot smarter every day you wake up, I've got this accelerator. It now has hundreds of hours of stuff with the bonus stuff in there. You can watch five minutes a day, 15 minutes a day. I have people watching two hours a day. You pick that, depends on how hungry you are. I recommend you watch a minimum of, you know, roughly, I would watch 15 minutes a day minimum every other day. And then you could ramp up from there. So it's not that much. If 15 minutes a day listening, you can watch it on your phone, you can watch it on your computer, or you can download and listen to the audio. All right, so uh, that's how the program works. It's like I said. It's called the Accelerator. It's just a home study deal. So it's home study. You know why I like home study programs? It's not a college. It's not accredited. So if you want a college degree, go to college. I don't have a college degree, so I'm not that into college degrees. I don't think they're bad, but. They're not some magical powder. You can't come to me and be like, Ty, you should do business with me or you should hire me. I'm like, why? Because you have a degree? That don't cut it at Knowledge Society. <laughs> Trust me. One, the first rule of 67 steps is, are you worth a damn? That's what I care about. There's a lot of people coming out of college that ain't worth a damn. Trust me. And there's a lot of people who never went to college that are worth a damn. Now, there, there's people in college that are geniuses. I don't... I just don't discriminate positive or negative based on your college degree. Now, if you went to college and you're a medical doctor or something like that, great. But if you went to college and got an art history degree, great, That. but I'm not gonna think you're, there could be a kid who just stayed at home and read and traveled the world and went to the pyramids and, and went to you know uh, St. Petersburg, Russia and who visited the temples in India and they know a lot about art history too. It's all about what you know, not what you have on a piece of paper. So if you want a college degree, this ain't for you. If you want to know stuff from real people who have done it, this is what it's about. So you want to learn basketball from a fat professor? Go ahead. You want to learn basketball from a textbook? Go ahead. You want to learn basketball from somebody who played pro basketball? That's my personal way to do it. I highly recommend that technique. I just, I, uh, I train Muay Thai and I train with a dude that When he walks in there, you're like, "Mm, I don't want to get in a fight with this guy. He's one of the best Muay Thai boxers in history. He has the U.S. history for the fastest knockout, uh, five seconds. If he had been half a second quicker, four and a half seconds or four seconds, he would have had the world record. He is no joke. But when you look at him, you're like, "Mm, this guy can fight. He's got all the, basically every. Uh, title you could hold in Muay Thai, Joe, Joe Stitch-Em-Up Shilling. <laughs> He'll see. you call him Joe Stitchem em up because once he fights with people, they get stitched up almost every time, he's the king of elbows, in Muay Thai you can elbow, if you guys want a little trick on how to throw an elbow, don't elbow like that, you whip the hand down with the, your palm forward, he's one of the only people in the world that know how to do that, you, you go. that one little trick, because then you hit him with the point. Not that you want to be violent, but just all you women watching, there's only one real defense tool for women in a serious altercation. Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and an elbow. You can bite and do some of that other stuff too, but one thing Joe told me, he said, you know, you can be down nine rounds. You hit somebody with an elbow, they wake up, and they go, hmm, I don't know if I want to be in this ring anymore. (laughs) Man, yesterday I watched a Mike Tyson 15 minute training video. Oh man, I was so hyped up. It was four in the morning and I was like going in my boxing gym. Dude, this is the future. You guys are part of the future right now. Inspiring knowledge. That YouTube video inspired me. You could have sat me down in front of a Trillion classroom chalkboards and told me, Well, you want to work out because your cardiovascular system will improve and you have a 17% chance you know, of not having a heart attack by age. None of that work. You think that's going to work on a 14 year old kid? All you got to do is show a Mike Tyson video. And then I'm like, I'm going to go run, jump rope for 45 minutes, run five. You know, Mike Tyson used to write, run eight to 10 miles a day. Now, you want to make money? You don't, to, you don't have to do some weird thing about giving me a financial calculator. Let me hang out with Mark Cuban. And he's like, dude, you know, Ty, it's like, I remember when I'm watching the counter, I'm refreshing the computer, and all of a sudden my stock in my company is worth 500 million, 700 million, and all of a sudden I'm looking over to my friends like, I think I'm going to become a billionaire. He didn't even know it. And then, and then he goes, dude. And then you know, then I bought the Mavericks, Dallas Mavericks. And then he's like, yeah, Ty. Uh, I said, I said, Mark, when are you leaving L.A.? Because he was here in L.A. He's like, well, I don't know. I was like, how you getting, What do you do to get back? He's like, oh yeah, I got my, I got my private jet waiting at. It just sits there at LAX waiting for him. He's like. I got my crew waiting there for me. Now, I'm not saying we all need to have private jets. I'm just saying it's inspiring. It might not be inspiring to you. You pick your own inspiration. You might be inspired by the Dalai Lama spends six hours a day meditating. That inspires me too. But this is the future, and you change who you're around, and you change your environment, and then you change. And any other way, you're trying 1950s, old school, not good ways. You know, Do you want to be treated by a doctor in 1840 or do you want to be treated by a doctor in 2015? You want your wife giving birth to a doctor in 1644 using old school ways of giving birth where 50% of women died <laughs> Then you're not going to have many kids. Half of them are going to die. You want to be around in 2015 and that's the same way with what the accelerator is doing. You want to learn the old school way? Go to college. There's lots of community colleges happy to take your money. They won't give you a refund, though. There's plenty of colleges willing to take your money. They ain't going to give you a refund. But if you want something that's guaranteed money back and is taught by self, uh, by people who have accomplished it themselves, then that's how this program works. So you can watch it on your phone. I recommend 15 minutes a day. You can watch it on your phone. You can watch it on your desktop, your iPad, your tablet, or you can download and just listen to the audio. So if you like to drive and listen or jog and listen, you got that. What you're going to learn is just name a subject. There's three different levels to the program. Today, I'm opening up the money level. Money. What I wish I had learned about money in school. Name the subject, we're gonna cover it. It's probably in there now or if not, it's gonna roll out soon. How to invest money, how to build businesses, how to quit a job you don't like, how to get out of debt, how to invest properly, how to do real estate, uh, invest in real estate, invest in the stock market, uh, how to network and socialize with people, how to find mentors, how to know when to buy and when to lease, how to read people how to not be scammed out of your money, how to understand global markets, how to see trends when nobody can see the trends. We've got about, like I said, roughly a couple hundred hours uh, of content, okay? So number two level is the entrepreneur level. So that just gives you extra content, but I'm not opening that up today, okay? And then there's the advanced, Marketing and persuasion. So, this just goes more in depth. Not everybody's at that level where we'll let you in. We only let certain people into this. But this level here is everything I'm talking about today. You wanna learn how to build a YouTube channel? And it's not just me teaching. It's badasses teaching. Like, I bring in the best in every subject. People were asking me, Ty, how do you do YouTube? Well, I'm pretty good at YouTube. By minutes watched, I'm almost the number one in the world but I don't know everything about YouTube. So I don't, you know, subscribers, people are like, so I brought in my buddy Willie Rex from Spain. He's like 24, he has 14 million YouTube subscribers, two channels, one eight million, one six million. So would it help you right now if you had 50,000 people following you on YouTube? Yes it would, yes it would. It's free traffic, it's organic traffic, it's high quality traffic. So I brought him in to talk for 45 minutes on how to just, there's so many cutting edge techniques. I brought in a guy how to do online webinars. Lewis Howes. There's, a, there's literally a way that you can do online webinars and in conjunction with a free website that's out there that all of you know about, he went from zero money, he built a million dollar business. Million dollar business from scratch. You know how he did it? He's got a best selling book out now, New York Times bestseller. Um, Lewis. Came in, we recorded for the Knowledge Society, we recorded a talk on how to use LinkedIn. LinkedIn is a gold mine that almost nobody knows how to use. So we recorded on that. I brought in Keith Ferrazzi, New York Times bestseller, author on the the book Never Eat Alone, how to network. He wrote the modern day book on how to win friends and influence people like Dale Carnegie's old school book. His book is the modern version, how to do it in the modern world. Would it help you? If you knew how to raise capital, we got guys like Andre, or the people who raise a billion dollars. All these things over and over and over and over again, I'm bringing these people in. When Mark Cuban is here, I was like, dude, will you do me a favor? Can you record some private talks straight from a billionaire that I can put in the Knowledge Society and share for these students of this accelerator program? He's like, okay, boom. Not a bad guy to learn from, right? So that's what you're going to get and it's going to be delivered to you in five formats and I'm going to give you three bonuses today. The bonuses are worth more, 10 times more than the whole program but I, when I roll out programs and you guys who are starting a business, trust me on this. In 2004, I wrote a manual for my company. Back then it was a financial planning term, um, uh, financial planning company, it still exists called LLG. My business partner bought me out a few years ago when I moved back to California. So he owns it now, but we, we started at 50-50. And I built this company and I was involved in like, I man, manage operations and stuff. And I wrote an article which said, overwhelming experience is what you must have. So for each of you that are struggling with your business, you're not getting enough sales, your YouTube channel's not working well enough, not enough people coming to your restaurant, not enough people in your personal fitness business, whatever it is, you're not delivering an overwhelming experience. An overwhelming experience, think about shock and awe. That's an old military term. General Schwarzkopf coined it. Shock and awe. When people come into what you, the accelerator, we've given them 10 times more than they thought they were going to get. And that's why I say it's worth 10 times more, just the bonuses. But the core of the program, you're going to get the content in five ways. Number one, live interaction. You know what you need in life to change your life? Access. Access, so twice a month, I do live private calls. It's not on Periscope or Meerkat because on YouTube, Periscope and Meerkat, we get about 20 to 25,000 people will show up. They might not stay the whole time. They pop in, they pop out, but about 25,000 people will be here today. I can't answer 25,000 people's questions. Andre can't answer 25,000. Neil can't, but we bring it into small groups, so we can almost answer everybody's question every time. Once in a while, we can't quite get to everybody, but if you have questions, I'm going to give you access to knowledge where you can actually interact. So this interactive part, twice a month, we do that. So you don't have to commit to do it every day, okay? And it's also, so it's twice a month, and a cool thing about it is that we also go with a curriculum. There's really six things, but we'll just call this, I've been calling, there's a curriculum. We do two books a month. Books that nobody knows to read. I'm gonna deliver to you, there's been 130 million books. I'm gonna take you through two books a month. That means you can listen to them on audio, you can read them if you like to, okay? And it's not bad. Somebody said, Ty, 857 people. That's only on Meerkat. Remember, we're streaming Meerkat, Periscope, and YouTube. For all of you who, it's funny how people are always trying to like dissect the numbers. I'm not stupid, I wouldn't say a number if I couldn't justify it. So uh, curriculum, two books a month I'm gonna take you through. And remember, this is all related to your financial situation. You understanding money and making more money and learning to understand money and diversify and invest. And all those core tools make cash flow work for you. Use money as a tool instead of money using you as a tool. That's how it used to be for me. I was the tool. You know, you gotta flip it around. The third thing that you're gonna get uh, is the mini talks. This is the core of the program. Now, I know we you can't come on talks like this every day. These are long talks, right? So, what I've decided based on, you know, I did a TEDx talk. I think it just did it pass 3 million views? I think it's the fastest. I did a TEDx talk called Why I Read a Book a Day, The Law of 33%. I believe, I just saw they changed the title back. It's interesting. Yeah, they used to, they changed it to, TEDx, if you've heard of TEDx, I think I'm now in the top 20 talks of all time. Why are we there? Yeah. Do we pass down. three? What two are we at? 2.9 or 2.9. 2.9 what? 90,000. Oh, we're 10,000 views away from 3 million. Damn it. <laughs> uh, so the mini talks, what I learned from my TEDx talk was that scientifically, the average person likes uh, can pay attention for 18 minutes or less. So these are under 18 minutes. Not all of them are 18 minutes. They're like 10 to 18 minutes talks on every subject. And these are the most important thing, the mini talks. Somebody said, Ty, tell your friends to watch. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to get to millions. I don't have millions of friends. Um, but uh, so these mini talks are cool. Download them. Boom. I just record. I recorded one last week. It's up now. For those of you in Accelerator, I haven't seen it. The whole program is, the cost of the whole program, I should have charged for that one mini talk. It's a, when I was recording it, I was like, I would have paid $10,000 to know this at 18. And I'm not saying that in a cocky way. I'm not saying that I'm so great. I'm just saying that info was great. I was talking about branding and difference between building persona business. Like just, I was like, oh my God. What a cool world that this stuff can be delivered Electronically, so the cost doesn't have to be high at all. Isn't that cool? Because you know, old school, if you had to teach, be taught in a classroom, that's expensive because you have a limited amount of students. You got real estate. You can't. There, there's no um, scalability like there is. So the scalability is awesome. You know. So you can get the mini talks on any subject. And if you have a new subject that I haven't recorded, I just record more. If I don't know it, I'll bring somebody in who knows more than me. That's how I like to do it. If I know it, I'll talk about it. If I don't know about it, I bring someone else in. The stock market pretty good. It's not my main core interest in life. I brought in a guy, Patrick Tucker, who manages 145 million dollars in the stock market. That's a good amount, right? Over 100 million, he manages for customers for years, for 10, 20 years. Um, real estate. I've done you know, I had a real estate investment company. I don't love it. But I brought in Cole Hatter, and then I brought in the kingpin of all. I brought in Gary Keller, who built the largest residential real estate company in the world, Keller Williams, in the world, not even in the U.S. I got it, it took me one year to get him to agree to talk. Man, that talk from him, listen to that one when you get an accelerator. It's from a guy who built the largest residential real, it's not some random guy. You can't get any bigger than the biggest in the world, right? I mean, I guess, I don't know if he's the biggest in the universe. Maybe there's some aliens running real estate on Mars with, uh, maybe he's running one with uh, Elon Musk, but I doubt it. So, all right, so we have that. Um, yeah, everything. I know a lot about YouTube, but I don't know everything about YouTube subscribers, so I bought in Willie Rex. I know about social networks, but I don't know much about LinkedIn, so I brought in Lewis Howes, and over and over, you just keep bringing the best to you guys. So what's gonna happen in your life, all of a sudden, no matter where you live in the world, you could be living, we have people in 72 countries right now watching, I can see my analytics, 72. There's people in Slovakia, there's people in Australia, there's people in little towns in, like I used to live in Clayton, North Carolina, there's people from Clayton, people in Canada, there's people in the UK. Um, and where we're coming around to now is, everybody can be reached. So there's no more constraints on your investment potential and your financial situation based on old school things, you know? Somebody said, I joined the money program. Life was never the same after. I learned so much stuff in a short period of time. I was able to even land a mentorship with a real, oh, I can't read the rest of it. It cut off. Real estate developer. Croatia, cool. Will this help with Amazon? Yes, I'm getting ready to load in. I got, there was just a, a lady at my house the other day. She's doing a million a month on Amazon. So we're starting to add. Like I said, if it ain't in there now, it's coming in there. We're doubling down on that program and I'm gonna raise the price soon. Probably in 20, I mean, it's almost 2016. I'm not gonna raise the price in 2015. There's only three more days or something left. Um, so somebody says, can you follow, can you get all this information at no cost? Maybe. You will never get this info for it. There's no. One problem, people think they can just, it's very funny. People will pay for a McDonald's burger, which does nothing health-wise for you. If anything, it harms your health. No problem. Nobody's ever walked in to a McDonald's and be like, yo, where's my free Big Mac? They'd laugh you out of that place. But people go, yo, when it comes to figuring out how to make a million dollars, I bet you I can just learn that for free. Uh, no, you can't. No, you can't. Please, if you don't believe me, Let's go through this together. Google this phrase. How to make a million dollars. Let's just Google it. You think you're gonna find a good video? Make a million. I keep I do this. How to make a million dollars. Let's just look at this. I'll show you my results. Inc.com. This is their answer. So it's a pretty prestigious magazine written by Jeff Hayden. I don't know who the heck Jeff Hayden is. Let me see if I can read about him. I don't know if he ever made any money, but let's see. Okay, here's his advice to you. Stop obsessing about money. Start tracking how many people you help. Stop thinking about making a million dollars and start thinking about serving a million people. This is trite cliche. That's not true. You don't need a million customers. See making money as a way to make more things. Why? What about service business? Do one thing better. I'd agree with that. Make a list of the world's 10 best people at one thing. Who cares about a list? List will make you poor. Poor people have lots of lists. Rich people get a lot of stuff done. So it's an article at best it's subpar. That should be a free article because that's about what it's worth. You think that's how you can make a million dollars? I'll tell you the true science. To make a million dollars, scientists have found economists that it takes about 10,000 good decisions. I'll give you a better formula. If I had to write a a little ding-dong article like that, I'd have one point. Hang out with people who making a million dollars would be very embarrassing for them. That is a way better, that's not great advice. I mean, that's not complete advice, but that's that's better than 10 of those articles. You start hanging out with people who, if they made a million dollars, they would be weeping, you'll be good. You'll be good. Doesn't take too long. That's so what I did at the beginning. I bought a program from Corey Rudel online. He was making $8 million a year at 28. I wanted to figure out how to make 100 grand because I had zero. I had 40 bucks or so, 50 bucks in my bank account. So I was like, here we go, there we go. I'm gonna hang out with this dude. I bought his program, it was like two to 500 bucks, and guess what, my income went from zero to over $70,000 in six months in 2001. Because hanging out with Corey Rudolph, even though I never met him in person, he died tragically in a car accident um, in 2007. But it was cool those years that I got to learn from him online and ebooks and stuff. You know, he was a kid, 28, and he was making, I think, around $8 million a year working from his laptop. And I, I didn't know if it was a scam back then, but now I know. I know about Corey Rudol and people know him. He was making lots of money. It was real. I was never a cynic. I was never a critic like most of the world. I learned from my mentors on farms, from the Amish. Be open-minded. You'll get scammed once a lifetime, but maybe once a year. But you'll learn a hundred things that other people won't learn that are so protective. You know, some people are. One thing that I learned uh, with. You know, I I trained basketball with Pooh Richardson, who played in the NBA for 10 years, starting point guard in the NBA. He told me, he's like, you can't shoot the ball aiming to not miss. You have to shoot to make it. You can't be that defensive and you can't go, oh, what if I miss? You got to go, I'm going to put the ball in. And that's what I learned back in 2001. I saw an opportunity. I saw an opportunity to learn from somebody. I had an in-person mentor named Mike Steinbeck and then John Dewar, and then Al Howell. And when I met those guys, I was like, man, maybe these guys are gonna make me work for them because I started as an unpaid intern. At the beginning, that I had to work for them and I made no money. And they could have been taking advantage of me, but I was like, you know what? Be an optimist. Optimists, at the end of the day, are gonna take advantage of more experiments, run more experiments, and then be able to double down on the winners. Somebody said, Ty, don't take Ty too literally. Poor people are not only ones that make lists. Organized people do. No, false. Statistically, rich people do one thing a day. They have diversified. I mean, they have delegated. No, rich people don't. There's a great book on this that's written scientifically by one of the the top consulting firms. And it's called uh, The Self-Made Billionaire Effect. And they research the wealthiest people in the world, and they have the shortest to do lists it 's not true well I know what i 'm talking about i 've read a book or two i 've been around a few of these people i 'm not just inventing this stuff here. Think about it. Mark Cuban came to my house for five hours. We playing basketball he just did, he never answered the phone. He texted a few times. He just shot basketball with me for hours so Organize, lists, don't get me started on lists. I didn't say rich people have never made lists. I say rich people don't have much lists. Of all the investors who ever invested in me, one of them was the wealthiest. I don't know if he was quite a billionaire, but he was a couple hundred million dollars. You could, that of all my friends, whenever I called, he always answered the phone. You know why? Because he learned to keep time open to take advantage of opportunities. You can't take opportunities Uh, At face value, if you're always looking at a list, okay, no, no, it's not how you live life. But that's for another another conversation. You will learn that in the accelerator, how to get over procrastination, how to optimize your routine, and things like that. Very important. And it's not what you, remember, which I'm going to show you what rich people have been teaching their kids behind our back all this time. You got to remember, I didn't see a rich person my whole upbringing. I grew up with a single mom, I'd bet you I never met somebody who made a hundred grand until I was basically an adult. I'm pretty sure. Maybe I did without knowing it. But my mom probably made twenty to thirty grand a year, or something like that, or maybe less when she was a single mom. She got married when I was a little older. My stepdad made a little bit of money, but not much. I mean, they never made six figures or anything like that. Um, But and I never and they hung out with people who made thirty grand a year, so or less. So. I didn't learn this. I thought all that stuff too. I thought work hard is how you get rich. Go to college, that's how you get. It. But then I started examining, goes, is this true? Just because someone says it doesn't mean I have to believe it. Just because somebody says lists are logical, doesn't, I'm not a sucker. Just because you say lists are what organized people do, I'm like, I'll tell you what organized people do, real organized I have what I call my business bodyguard. I have five guys, or four, that follow me around. I don't have any lists. Anytime I have an idea, I'm like, they do it. It's called delegation. That's where you want to get to. Do you think I want to spend my time listing everything out? You know what I learned about people who have lists? Then the lists get too long, and they have to make a list of the list. It's like, which list do I do? Once a list has more than 10 things on it, you stop being able to prioritize it. And then I've done that. I know you've done that. You get this long list and then you like spend an hour reprioritizing the list but then you miss one of the things on the list so then you're like, oh, I better make a new list and you ditch the old one and then you're just back to square one or zero. So all this stuff is going to be in this accelerator. Num- number four, and those are the mini talks. Number four, I've now started filming behind the scenes. Extremely important. Behind the scenes, I'm not only going to tell you what I'm doing in business, but I'm going to let you guys see. You guys can just watch. I flip on the camera when I'm here at the office, uh, at headquarters or I'm at the office. And uh, yeah, pretty important that you see stuff. Picture's worth a 1,000 words. A video's worth 10,000 words. We got the light that's yeah, yeah, we'll just come. We'll come right here. A little better. Number five, I'm going to give you motivation minutes i'm just getting ready to do this a new way i got a new idea so we're going to make a special social network private one uh either snapchat or facebook and i'm just going to post some motivational stuff but only for you guys so i'm going to privately post them so it'll be pretty cool right so motivation minutes just quick you don't have much time and then the sixth thing i'm going to give you preferred access so I, I've been doing this access uh, you know, twice a month, but then I realized if you only went to a gym and worked out with a personal trainer twice a month, that's good, but it's not quite enough. So I started using Periscope and Meerkat uh, and YouTube, and now I go on about three times a week, okay, three times a week, and I answer questions specifically of people in the accelerator so you can get access to whoever I'm around, to ideas on an ongoing basis to keep you motivated, keep you moving forward, okay? So, what are the bonuses? I got three, and the third one is time sensitive. Why? Because some of my best stuff, look, I'm a businessman too. I'm getting ready to buy up a couple new companies. Um, Some of you heard of them, probably heard of these companies. They're pretty big companies. We're working on some deals. That's partly why Andre and and, uh, Neil were here, these investment banking guys. Okay, because I'm working on big stuff behind the scenes. And so, um, I don't tell every little trick I have (laughs) in Accelerator. I give you a lot, more than is possible to really take in. But I've got these little, I've started doing this just to reward people who are like real action takers. I'm gonna let 20 people have a peek into something more intense on today's subject. Now in the accelerator we cover this too but it's just an extra extra bonus. So I think we're ready to go. I'll see some of you in the accelerator. I'll see some of you in the 67 steps.